0: Welcome back to NFT C-Suite, the show where we learn how brand innovators are leveraging NFTs. I'm your host, Adam Connor, and today I have a fireside chat and a monumental meeting of the minds. I'm joined by EY Global CTO Nicola Morini-Biancino in concert with NFT Pro CEO Christian Ferry. It's no secret that enterprises are moving fast to adopt NFT technology. Let's be clear, if you're a brand leader listening to this, all your competitors are thinking about it. But there are many yet unanswered questions about where the true enterprise value is. Today, we attempt to get some answers, specifically around brand risk, the pull-through of value added beyond the digital asset itself, and we explore what the biggest potentials of the technology are. Pay attention to phrases like NFT as a service or NFRs, non-fungible records. This is Nicola Morini biancino and Christian Ferry on NFT C-Suite. A wonderful meeting of minds here today. We're joined by, uh, from NFT Pro, Christian Ferry, and from EY, Nicola Morini biancino uh, Nicola, Christian, thank you so much for both joining in to have this discussion.
1: That's for having me. Excellent, great
2: to be here, Adam.
0: Let's start off, since I know, Christian, we've heard a little bit of your expertise here on this show before. Uh, I would like to start with you, Nicola, specifically about uh, the way, in the manner in which you um, we're bitten by the NFT bug. Uh, It's clear that it's consumer-led applications or what most people saw it as first. Was it like that for you? Um, Did you see any business implications early on? Uh, And when did this all start for you in terms of when you saw it?
2: Yeah, no, for sure. So for me, I think the... Awakening moment was that so I, I always had interest in the blockchain from a technology perspective. I mean my role as the global CTO VY, right? You look at these technologies coming up. And so I always thought that there could have been a different application of the technology, even in the enterprise world uh, outside of crypto. But then actually I had to confess, it was mainly my kids actually that introduced me to the NFTs, right? They said, you know, look, you know, it's just a lot of activities there. And I thought at the beginning it was something that was definitely interesting, curious, and so on. But I was completely blown away by the speed with which actually the NFT whole business actually started, and how very quickly as well the enterprises, even the largest enterprises on the planet, had to take uh, you know to take attention, have attention to it.
0: Yeah, I I found that as well. And, and Christian, I'll I'll uh, shift to you for this next focus because so quickly have we gone from that consumer-led application mostly the art right the digital asset to very quickly thinking about the related blockchain the whole idea of digital contracting and what that can mean the various implications on a business for its brand the way that it works and everything in between and nicole you mentioned the speed with which organizations have been moving into it um let's be clear and for the listener let's be clear uh, everybody is now thinking about this if you're a business owner your competitor is now thinking about this, and that speed becomes very important. But at the same time, you need a, a nicely regimented approach so that you just aren't stabbing in the dark. Uh, Nicole, I'd like to start with you here and then go to Christian in talking about uh, the discrepancy between the speed with which this is being tested and I, I don't know about the quality, but certainly about like uh, the systematic nature about which this technology is being rolled out.
2: Yeah, as usual, there were the early adopters, right? They saw that coming and they jumped on the bandwagon, you know, very, very early. And I think they gained a major advantage. But at the same time, I think there were lots of other organizations, like the great majority, I should say, that um, they didn't see this coming. And now they are in this kind of an interesting predicament because they're under a lot of pressure from the market, right? Especially in the consumer goods space. They got to do something about it. And, you know, sometimes rushing is not a friend of efficiency uh, of strategy and so on. Right. So there is this kind of a two speed marketplace where there are those early adopters that are there that were able to build like, um, you know, a competitive advantage in the market. And those now everybody else now is trying to get into it. And I think there will be a lot of confusion in the marketplace for the near future.
0: Agreed. Christian, I'd like to get your thoughts there, too, because obviously you've been on the front line of this whole thing. You've seen very broadly the speed with which enterprises have gotten up to speed here. The testing therein, how they take their first steps, have you seen that largely be stabbing in the dark? Or or are there places or maybe industries in which you've seen that more regimented approach?
1: Yeah, so great questions. I think uh, you used the right word there is testing, experimenting. Um, Lots of enterprises are realizing that Web3 is here to stay. And NFTs can play a big part, not just in the marketing functions in a way to engage in new ways their target demographics uh, with a new vehicle, new incentives uh, for cross-sell, upsell, um, increasing customer lifetime value, loyalty retentions, but also non-marketing functions, ways that they can use NFTs to, for example, uh, provide a digital physical pairings to their products, a way to authenticate identities. Right? If you think about any, how many contractors, large companies have, uh, oftentimes they have, you know, they run into uh, forging of identities for these contractors to gain access to parts of the the enterprise they're now supposed to. Uh, real estate transactions, vehicle transactions, authentication, and tracking sensitive files. Uh, so there's an entire host of news use cases that companies are realizing and in my experience, you know, we come in as is NFT pro, you know, specifically talking to CMOs and CDOs, but very quickly uh, get pulled into conversation with HR about authentication of identities. Um, meetings with the chief security officers to talk about, how do we authenticate sensitive information, sensitive files that we have to permission out to contractors that we don't trust necessarily? So it's really evolving very, very quickly. Um, and so a lot of these enterprises are realizing that NFTs don't just mean a uh, piece of art that you buy off a uh, marketplace, like you know we've seen, but it, it, there's a lot of application for the enterprise that actually can help provide uh, a huge amount of uh, value not just from a financial standpoint uh, or an engagement standpoint, but also in terms of efficiency, in terms of controls, in terms of reducing risks. And these are all functions that uh, are going to take hold or, you know, in the next few years. Companies will run on NFT, will use NFTs to run any sort of transaction of records they have, whether that is for marketing or non-marketing use cases.
0: Well, that, that much is clear, at least to me, and this is from somebody who's not uh, feet first every day into the enterprise NFT world. And to give a nod to your conversations with CMOs and CDOs and heads of HR, obviously we have to note that there's a CTO in the room today. And so it leads me to wonder what the genuine questions we should be asking are with regard to the technology of NFTs within blockchain because, and Nicola, obviously you're best position to keep me honest here, it's not the most difficult thing in the world to code or to build. It's not, the tech, it's not technically the most convoluted thing. However, uh, there are plenty of business questions to ask beyond it, which have you know very, a lot of importance across businesses, and especially now that we're testing in the very early stages of this. Let me start with you, Nicola, and ask about that. What you think the real questions are around uh, the tech, given the fact that building, it's relatively simple, and then Christian, will move back to you.
2: Yeah, no, I think I agree. I think the technology is not impossible, right? It's not like, you know, the most complex artificial intelligence, right? So it, I think it's something or oh, quantum computing. So it's something that is theoretically enriched for everyone. But at the same time, the technology is nowhere where the competitive advantage is, right? So if you are a big enterprise, do you really want to build a technology capabilities for blockchain? Maybe not, right? You can actually leverage the ecosystem to do it, right? You can buy a platform from the outside. The, the what is gonna win this battle is what Kristen was saying earlier, right? Which is okay, how do we go from the work of art to actually having a pervasive use of these technologies? The sort of a chain of trust across the enterprise and across enterprises, right? So most companies now are extensively working in the ecosystem. And so how do you establish the transaction on a a base of trust? And I think this technology can actually offer it. So to summarize it, I think technology is uh, relatively simple, but there is no, I don't think there is any value for any organization to try to develop their own, but it's much easier to actually buy what's already out there, like NFT Pro as an example, right? And then fight the battle around, you know, brand, around use, about, you know, how do you wanna penetrate the market and and all of that, right? So I would invest more money on that front as opposed to building a super strong technology capability inside the enterprise.
0: Christian, I got to turn that to you. That's excellent serving up for uh, somebody who's already providing that in the marketplace. What do you see then as the questions around it when it comes to the various metrics that can come from it, whether that be vanity metrics like engagement or hard revenue?
1: Yeah, no, I, in terms of metrics, I think it's it's pretty clear that uh, these are hard metrics that uh, CXOs are looking at when they consider Adopting an nft based solution um, so again, I was saying before these are could be financial kPIs like top line bottom line if they're a public company e p s earning per shares, engagement metrics in terms of the target geo demographics um, but I think you know the main questions that I've seen these enterprises really caring about um, is ease of access, ease of use right and the you know just like Nicola was saying. The solutions right now in the market for NFTs are very fragmented. Uh, there are bits and pieces out there. They sometimes don't work together, and it will require an enterprise to hire a solution architect, to hire a development team, to really assemble what they want to do, and especially, you know, assemble for the use cases they care about. So it's a pretty impossible, or hard, you know, seemingly impossible undertaking. You know, reminds me 1995 when e-commerce came about, nobody had an e-commerce department back then. Everybody was testing out their quote unquote strategy and figure out what to do, what not to do. So the ability for these companies to have an easy on-ramp, right? Almost like a click done, you have a pre-configured system that you can, you know, build on top of it, you know, through the use of an SI, for example, like Accenture. It's pretty powerful right? because it's very fast, very immediate. They're asking for easy, quick, cheap, fast way to do this experiment, do this testing so they can bring it back to the board and say, look, we authenticated identities and our forging of identities went down 40%. uh, Or we did our digital pairings and our sales went through the roof because people love to have a digital NFT attached to their shoes, their sneakers they were selling. Uh, the, the building of these use cases is paramount for them to be able to get internal buy in and get budgets to build their internal Web3 department and strategy. So, you know, having an easy on ramp here is paramount, right? And that's what the enterprising Ebinowski Um, And that's why, on top of just NFT Pro to serve the marketing functions, we are creating more of a, what we call a NAS, NFT as a service model over cloud. So anyone that is on a, any cloud provider like Azure, for example, or AWS or Oracle will be able to quickly activate instantly uh, NFT capabilities and build whatever use case they, they care about.
0: Well, that's an interesting, And by the way, the first time I've heard that acronym. Thank you for introducing that live here on the show for the first time, uh, probably in the world, true innovator here. So this is where I want to go next, because then if it is at least in its tested phase, relatively easy to stand up, not super costly to stand up, it doesn't seem that the risk is in the resources that you outlay to do it. However, and uh, Christian, I'm actually going to start here with you, and then and then I'll go back to you, Nicola. Uh, there seems to be a rather large risk in uh, on the brand side, depending on what you do with that uh, with that NFT. Um, and it's just something which I, you know, I can't even describe what exactly that risk is. And and you know, we talk about losing the brand. Sometimes businesses will do that if, they're, if their audience like runs amok with things, especially if you give over IP. And I'm just curious, Christian, if you've seen uh, people be nervous about that, and then we'll jump over to Nicola uh, to talk more about the implications on the technical side. But um, let, can we explore that for a moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I
1: think it's a great point. I think when you talk about brands, we talk about marketing use cases, right? And so what we've seen is that one of the risks they have in mind as they think about engaging NFTs or using NFT for marketing use cases, right? We talked about retention, loyalty, cross-sell ups, and so on, is number one, uh, losing control. So Because it's such a new technology and such a new space, they're afraid and they realize that they don't know what they don't know. And so having ownership of something, of the process with their own uh, system or platform where they can actually go in and you know, be the, craft their own destiny, in a sense, without relying too much on third-party right or open uh, marketplaces, uh, like eBay was, for example, in the 90s. You, you wouldn't see Nike or Adidas doing sales on eBay in the 90s, right? Because they're so afraid of kind of losing that control and the brand damage and the brand reputation that comes with it, that they end up with a company called GSI Commerce, Michael Rubin, that end up funding uh, Fanatics later on. And so control and brand identity are top of mind when we start kind of peeling the the onion a little deeper when and they start realizing the technical implications of what it means by minting nfts there's a host of new risks that come into play for example one is about how do you mint right there's different way of minting and there's different way of securing those tokens right those keys and you know uh, if that's not done properly, they incur the risk of those keys to be stolen or or hacked, which ultimately is going to bring a lawsuits up from dozens of not hundreds if not millions of people wanting to claim back their their assets, and so that's a major PR disaster. Another issue is obviously uh, the type of of blockchain they're using. You know, there's a big confusion in the market where people think that NFTs are Polluting the environment, they're not sustainable. They're like not eco-friendly. Well, that's not true. Uh, what it's the NFTs are just a record, an ID tag to a file. And the file could be a picture, a video, a record, an identity of uh, anything else. But the underlying blockchain, so the system used to record that data, that's what requires energy, electricity. And so there's way for companies to have their NFT capabilities on a blockchain that is eco-friendly. Uh, In our case, NFT Pro, we only use blockchains that are proof of stake or proof of trust, which means they're 99% eco-friendly. They don't use expensive machines to run 24-7 like the rest. Um, And so it protects our clients from, again, major PR disaster. Say, Adam, the New York Times comes out saying this such and such brand is making money off the environment, right? That's another risk they're really looking carefully at. Um, So this is some of the risks, but obviously there's more, there's a big misconception that NFTs are very much like licensing a a logo on a T-shirt. That's absolutely not the case, right? When you talk about NFTs, it's such a technologically involved process that companies have to have control of what's going on. Uh, Because if they don't, they're taking on a huge amount of risk that it's not worth the effort.
0: Now, Nicola, from a technical side, I will ask you this, but I'm really uh, I have another question for you that I'm going to start with you on. Um, from a technical side, do you foresee any real risks here? I mean, I feel like when we talk about this in the uh, in the broader uh, media, it's normally about some sort of crypto hack. That's not really in the NFT world, although it is loosely related to blockchain. Do you see any risks there from that side? My inkling would be not really, but I'd be curious.
2: Um, I think there could be risk. Right. So I don't know from a technical perspective is actually even possible, but there could be in the future situations where, you know, you ended up paying, I don't know, a significant amount of dollars for uh, an NFT or a you know, piece of art or a picture or something. And then you discover that there are like clones or that, you know, across the planet. It's technically not possible, but, you know, as people are able to um, do crypto hacks, right, is there, like a possibility to have also nft hacks i'm I'm not sure right but this is possible and and the risk of that it's massive from a brand perspective for large organizations right because i mean the the phenomenon of the nft has been riding on social media that's why it went so viral so quick right and so a false step or a botched uh, NFT rollout for a big company will go viral very very quick as well. So that is you know so that's what I recommend to my clients is that first of all they need to have a strategy. You know what do they want to use it for? Is it just brand? Is it only to add value to actually the, the merchandise that they sell? How do they want to approach it? What kind of skill set do they need to have internally? What is the impact on revenue? The return on investment? Is there a pull through? for other businesses that they want to launch, et cetera. So if you look at it, need, I guess you need to look at it on a 360 degrees point of view, right? And then decide but to move into it. But when you're ready, when you have check all your business and you know they are not going to get into an embarrassing situation.
0: You used a term there, which I want to go through next. And I want to start with you here. That opportunity in the pull through or the added value that comes with it, because I, I think We can all understand, and listener, hopefully you will soon, that businesses all over the place are thinking about this NFT game. But it's not just how flashy can we make the asset that sits on the front end. It's what is the value that we can create behind it. And I would like you, Nicola, to illustrate this because uh, well, when we did a little prep for this, you did it wonderfully. The idea of the car and the coupled NFT with it, it's not just the fact that you have an image of it, which is a great digital replica of the physical good, but another data layer that you think could add a lot more value. And I want to use that as the lead-in to the question, which is that where is that, where do you see that pull-through happening first? Maybe it is auto, but I'd I'd love to start with you, Nicole, have you illustrate that point. And then of course, Christian, you're the expert here. We'll move to you second.
2: I think it it will start with, um, you know, sort of a digital passport for expensive and complex goods right so an an automobile for example is an example of that right the fact that you know you can really see um the history and and life of that particular asset right through since the time it was uh, built the parts that went into it you know who made who owned it what kind of maintenance they applied to it etc and so when you think from a of view of the manufacturer, right? Like most manufacturers of complex goods of this type, they make the highest margin on the aftermarket, right? And so there is an opportunity there to, you know, upsell some of the warranty capabilities. I don't know, right? So these type of services, or even, you know, propose people that have a special kind of taste, for example, they acquire other, um, you know, other. Goods that are in the same category, right? So, if you like, you know, sports car, you know, you want to do a pre-launch, for example, of a new model to the people that already own it, and you know who owns it based on that digital passport. So you have a way of targeting actually your segments of the market in a much more uh, granular way, which has been, you know, always from the beginning of time, right, the nirvana state for for a marketing organization.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I love that idea. It's like, well, if I had the choice between, and let's take auto, for instance, a complex, expensive good, choice between two, one of which, which is just the good I can see, and one which comes with this known record, which obviously we see today in brands, at least in the US, like Carfax or whatever. But if it were done in a way which is unclonable, you can't, you can't fake it, I'd take that coupled asset sooner. Christian, your thoughts here.
1: Yeah, I I think that there's definitely a a use case there for luxury or expensive items um, to be enhanced with an NFT, right? When you you think about uh, authentications, provenance is a huge use case. You think about automotive or fashion, luxury. And I think there's there's definitely an announcement that kind of provides that assurance to the users, but also adds value to the product itself, right? Because now you have a product that you know it's, Genuine. So, what does it do to the pricing and the supply and demand? That's that's an interesting element. If you think that that item can then be resold on a secondary market to somebody else, how valuable is to know that you you're selling something authentic, genuine that can be traced back to the to the company, whether it's you know Gucci, Prada, Ferrari, Lamborghini, or anything else. Um, there's value in that, and you know that will reflect on the price that can be asserted on a secondary transaction, even on the primary transaction uh, to the actual buyer. Uh, But even more so, I think what's even interesting more than the financial element for a lot of this company is the analytics. Uh, If you think about that, most of the companies sell their products to the primary buyers. And after that, most likely, they lose control of the the buyer value chain. So they don't know who the next buyer is going to be. And these are information that are pretty valuable. If you want to know what geo, what demographics, uh, demographics are being are being engaged here, and how can you engage these demographics to make sure that next car they buy is not going to be a Aston Martin, but it's going to be your car, your Lamborghini, for example, and so the ability to run real time promotions, um, programming logic into these smart contracts that are attached to the NFT, to which the physical prize attached to, allows you to kind of have a direct a direct link to these new buyers, secondary, tertiary buyers, and be able to kind of engage them in ways that you were not able to do that and have a wealth of analytics that you can use for your future go-to-market and marketing campaign. So I think the analytics element is overlooked, but a lot of these companies are waking up to the fact that all of a sudden they say, wow, I can actually see my entire buyer value chain the moment that my product goes out to 50 100 200 years out i can see who's buying who's transacting who's using and who's redeeming their rewards out of this this product so i think that's pretty pretty valuable
0: i agree and you're right this great awakening as businesses look more towards adopting these sorts of technologies and infrastructures of course then there will be providers to rise to the occasion obviously we have one of those here on the show today. So I'm going to go to you second on this one, Christian, because this would be a little bit cheating, I think. We'll start with you, Nicola. You work with clients every day. They're probably asking you these sorts of questions also. You have your own frame of mind that most businesses should probably buy into this rather than build it themselves. Well, in that case, how do you predict NFT tech providers will separate themselves? Or maybe, I don't know if they're currently doing it in certain ways, but how do you predict they will separate themselves uh, in that yet to rise vertical of providers?
2: So I think that considering the pervasive nature of this opportunity, right, for everyone, actually, even if it's not just an opportunity, it's mandatory for many companies They have to be in this business. I think there will be two dimensions of the technology behind it. One is the platform, right? So I think most companies will adopt the platform, as I said earlier, that platform, I don't need to build a custom for my own organization. I can just purchase it when it's going to be available uh, on the market, on the ecos- in the ecosystem. That's one piece. The other piece is going to be, I think, um, as this space matures, right, um, and it's going to be easier to manage it, to understand where to go, the kind of revenue streams that will be generated, you know, there will be organizations that will be able to offer use cases and specific solutions that are relevant to specific sectors right so there would be like you know the template for uh, automotive the template for consumer goods etc and so if i was running one of these companies i would focus on these two dimensions right which is one the platform get that out as fast as possible maybe leverage big ecosystem players to help you drive that and then focus on the templates and the use cases because as i said earlier you know the platform at some point will be you know common right but what is going to separate the companies that are going to win in this space from the you know the other ones uh, it's going to be the ability of making this set of technology offerings very relevant for a business and you know maximize the return on investment
0: all right christian you're in this every day your thoughts i'm sure you have an idea about how to separate considering you build here but i'd be curious to just pay you lip service on it
1: yeah i think it's um it's an interesting point the element to consider here is that how things are evolving i was saying before these enterprises realize that it's not something that they can overlook and um yeah they're actively pursuing their strategy they're building their internal departments very much in the 90s was for e-commerce. So it's something that I think it's it's a moment in time that is very unique. And as every new technology comes with new new opportunities, there's a flocking literally into, you know, understanding better the space now to utilize to achieve the, uh, the results that these enterprises are looking for. And I think, you know, the company NFT Pro is very much well-positioned currently. We've been doing enterprise NFT since 2017. And uh, it's something that you know we're, we're primed to really take on the space. Currently, the platform has been using by some of the largest companies out there. And the requirements, obviously, from an enterprise standpoint, we have to really be mindful what it means to be enterprise-grade. It's not a shiny object, you slap on top the enterprise label on it. But if you think about global organizations that have global mandates and requirements in terms of if you think about GDPR compliance, for example, or geolocational services for PII or KYC and AML, enterprise-grade payment rails, obviously these organizations have multiple sub-organizations around the world. So the way that payments are done based on the type of uh, payment be used, or the where the users are located around the world and the laws and the regulations that apply to those users change. And so I think it's, It's really understanding that it's a a massive undertaking to be able to provide these enterprises with an easy-to-use, efficient, eco-friendly, and relatively inexpensive solution that they can use to power their use cases.
0: Let me round out with a a question of sort of what is the most dot, dot, dot type of question, forward-looking, and we'll round out with an opinion from each of you in your collective opinion what are the biggest potentials of this technology here from an enterprise value point of view we talked a little bit about perhaps how an auto provider or maker could take advantage obviously there's plenty more uh where that came from and so i'll round it out let's start with uh, you Nicola, on this biggest potentials of the nft technology for an enterprise
2: yeah, so the NFT, as I said earlier, I think you know pretty much everyone will have to adopt it, right? Um, it's going to be very critical to the competitive position of any organization. So I think you know that from that point of view, I, I would say, in the near future, a almost ubiquitous presence of these technologies in large enterprises. Um the technology itself though, I think can be used for other things as well that are not quite mainstream yet, but I think there will be soon, right? So as I said earlier, you know, lots of companies right now operate in a very open ecosystem. And so the ability of establishing a system of trust based on the blockchain around transactions that happen across this organization, I think it's the really next big thing for everyone, for enterprise software, for you know, system integrator for consultancies like ours and so on, right? So I think that's where uh, there is so much promise behind this technology that after a little bit of chaos that I anticipate coming because it's going to be difficult to make sense of it at the beginning, then I think this business overall from powered by this technology will take off at an unprecedented level. It's a big new revolution, I think, in enterprise
0: software. Agreed, and yes, both on the chaos and the opportunity. Christian, we'll round out with you biggest potentials through that chaos as you see it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, again, I like to kind of divide them up into two, right? Marketing and non marketing use cases. When it comes to marketing, is, is a, the opportunity to really gather a new source of analytics from your target demographics and new target demographics that a company might have um, and use these NFTs to really drive that loyalty or retentions. Um, and also financials, don't forget that the margins, the average marginal cost of one additional NFT is basically zero. So especially for public companies, that's very interesting to be able to hop on an analyst call on quarterly and be able to say that your EPS went up considerably, right? That your margins are super healthy. And you brought in 40, 50% more margins, which is not uh, unthinkable. If you think about running NFT initiatives that bring in millions of dollars, um, so that definitely the marketing angle, the sales angle, the commercial angle to it. Um, we are, I haven't even talked about video games and metaverses, but uh, the initial use case for these NFTs is D2C direct to consumer. But little by little, companies are realizing that selling skins inside video games and metaverses that you can actually track. With the analytics, realizing how they're used by who, what games, what rewards have been redeemed at what store. Maybe you know there's a gift card in there when you can buy three or use them a certain way. You can get a gift card that you can redeem at the store online or so on. It's pretty powerful. right? It's all data points that, net, that companies never had before. And I was saying selling through NFTs allows them to really sell genuine products. right? The only difference is that instead of being physical, they're digital. And they can demand revenue share from it. Right? If Epic brings in a t-shirt from Lamborghini, for example, or or Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola can say, you know, I want 50% rep share on that. I don't want your minimum guarantees and pennies on the dollars uh, from the past that you sell. And no analytics. That's what happened with licensing agreement. You get a royalty report after, after a quarter. They actually get full-on real-time analytics, plus you get lots and lots of more revenues, right? And your margins through the roof. So there's a commercial component to it, there's an analytics component to it, there's a marketing component to it, and there's also a, a non-marketing component, which is, to, again, being able to verify and authenticate records, right? And that's what I call about NFTs for marketing use cases and NFR, non-fungible records, for non the non-marketing use case. So again, as I was saying before, authenticating identities real estate transaction deeds and titles, um, smart auditing, insured asset tagging, uh, digital physical pairings. So all these things is about how this company will transact records in the future within the organization and outside the organization. So to me, these are the biggest opportunities in the enterprise.
0: Incredibly interesting to think about. I'm sure we could uh, talk about it all day. But for setting the record here with us uh, during this podcast, Christian, Nicola, thank you both very much. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. I think this world of enterprise NFT tech is about to explode, and I'm glad we could have two titans of the industry here to discuss it for you. Thank you to both Nicola and Christian. Thanks also to the community of listeners tuning in to NFT C-Suite. We'll be back again real soon with another brand innovator to learn how they leverage NFTs. In the meantime, you can right-click, save as, and download this podcast wherever you listen. And you can also find us socially, NFTPro underscore on Twitter, and of course, NFTPro on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time.